Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. There was a holy man who was on pilgrimage. He was walking through a small town when a, a distressed mother runs up to him and, and begs him to heal uh, her, her son who had a, a chronic uh, incurable disease. The holy man agrees and uh, pretty soon the whole town is gathered around as he, he begins to, uh, to pray for this child. Anyways, he starts praying, someone from the back calls out, uh, you know, kind of, you know, a bit of an upset tone. He says, do you you really think you can heal him when not even all the medicine uh, could could do anything? The holy man stops and and he turns to this guy who called out and and he simply says, shut up, what do you know? Anyway, this this guy wasn't too happy uh, about being challenged in public and he was about, of course, to to react. He was getting all heated and angry when uh, the holy man walks up to him and he says, if my words had the power to get you all angry and frustrated, couldn't they also have the power to heal this young boy? Words have power. We know that, don't they? Words are are creative. We know that words have the uh, ability to bring something into existence. Words also console. Words heal. Words can reassure and and encourage and build us up. On on the same note, though, uh, we know that words can also deceive. Words can tear down. Words can destroy. Uh, The ultimate example of the power of words, of course, uh, is found in the Scriptures. In the Old Testament, we know that God created through His Word. You notice uh, He didn't wave this wand or, or, you know, clap His hands or stomp His foot. Uh, All He did was speak his word and creation happened he said light and there was light then of course we skip forward to the new testament and we see that through jesus the word made flesh that god redeems the world god heals the world god restores the world so we see God's two greatest acts, creation and recreation or redemption, both happen through the Word of God. And and the first reading today is reminding us that, that God's Word is not just powerful, but it is always effective. It is always reliable. Thus says the Lord, as the rain and the snow come down from the heavens and do not return without watering the earth, making it yield and giving growth to provide seed for the sower and bread for the eating, so the word that goes forth from my mouth 
does not return to me empty without carrying out my will and succeeding in what it was sent to do. This is a word that we really need to hear today in this environment, in this situation that we're all in. What we're reminded here today is that God's word is always successful. Regardless of our circumstances, regardless of our disappointments or or the pandemic that grips our world that we're, we're absolutely powerless in the face of, that God's word is always effective. It's always reliable. It always, as the, as the prophet says, will succeed in what it sets out to do. The, the gospel and, and the psalm today, they talk about the word of God as a seed. Like, like a seed, the purpose of God's word is to produce growth in us to transform us, to, to, uh, to enable us to flourish, to be fruitful. That's, that's the purpose of this image that we're given today, to help us to recognise that, that God's word wants to, to, to enable us to become everything that God has created us to be and ultimately that we would become like Jesus to be bread for the world. The seed that turns, of course, into bread and nourishes others. That's the, what God's word sets out to do, as the prophet says, to, to transform us into the likeness of his son, who, of course, is food for the world. There's only one condition if we want God's word to have its way in us. And that is that we become good soil. The psalm says, The seed that falls on good ground, on good soil, will yield a fruitful harvest. What does it mean to have good soil? Well, parents, you know only too well that sometimes your children receive your words, but they don't really receive them always, do they, Johanna? They, they, they kind of hear them, um, but they don't always hear them, especially at bedtime. You notice that? It's, it's just it's amazing. Uh, you know, suddenly at bedtime, their kind of ears don't work so well. They, 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 they hear the word, but they don't really hear it. Your words are not always effective, especially when they're not received we got the short version of the gospel today but just after this passage Jesus um, goes on to to say that it's not enough for us just to hear the word it's not enough for us just to see the word if we want it to be effective if we want to be good soil we need to really want the word we've got to be receptive to it we've got to Uh, seek after the Word of God in our lives. Remember when I was in Brazil, I um, I was at a, this is many years ago now, I was at a a Catholic conference, there was about 4,000 young people there from all around the world, and uh, at one point I was praying in the the chapel, they had the Blessed Sacrament exposed, and 
And this, this young woman comes over to me and gives me this little slip of paper. And I thought, oh, I could be lucky here. <laughs> it could be my day. <laughs> no, no, I'm just joking. Um, and uh, anyway, I opened this slip of paper and uh, it had a scripture on it. And, and the scripture, I, I looked up the scripture and, and, you know, the word that she gave me, and she didn't know me, of course, uh, was the exact word that I needed to hear. That was the exact thing I was wrestling with, the exact question I was wrestling with at that point in my life. I can't explain how significant that little slip of paper was at that time in my life. I still have it in my room with me. But the reason it was so effective, the reason that that seed, that word that was given to me was so uh, impacted my life so much the reason it bore so much fruit was because I was wanting it. I was seeking God's word at that time in my life. I was open. I was hungry for it. Jesus says in the gospel, when we are receptive, when we really want it deep down, that his word, his, the seed that he gives us will always, always bear a yield a crop sometimes 30 sometimes 60 sometimes a hundredfold uh, either one of those measures are all extraordinary gains extraordinary yields that's the message that when we're open to the word of God when we really want it and we really desire it God will give us extraordinary levels of his love and his grace Here's the great challenge for us, though. Sometimes we think that we want the Word of God. Sometimes we think we're receptive to it, but actually, deep down, we're not really. Deep down, we can be afraid because we know that God's Word will change us uh, again, after this gospel today, if you, if you read the longer version, Jesus talks about those people who aren't really receptive to his word. And he, he quotes the prophet Isaiah. He says, You will listen and listen again, but you will not understand. You will see, but you will not perceive. For the heart of this nation has grown coarse. Their ears are dull of hearing. They have shut their eyes for fear that they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their heart, and be converted and healed by me. You see, the people were afraid of the change, the conversion that God's word would bring them. And so they heard, they, 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 they heard but they didn't really listen. They weren't really receptive. They, they, they didn't really want it. And the same can be true for us, that deep down we know that if, if we allow God's word to change us, then it means that we need to let go of some of the attitudes and some of the beliefs that we've built our, our identity and our security upon. It, it means that uh, you know, we aren't any more able to, to see ourselves as, as the victims we can't play the blame game anymore. We, we can't hold on to our resentments, 
our prejudices. You know, to, to be truly open to God's word means to, uh, to be prepared to let go of these small worlds that we create for ourselves, our, our, uh, those coping mechanisms that we hold on to, and instead to rely on God and to allow God to transform us, to allow God to, to make us truly fruitful, which for some of us can be terrifying because we're, we're so kind of um, caught up in our, in our little world where we, we, we feel safe. Now, if you find yourself in this category, uh, don't worry, because the reality is that most of us are in this same boat. Most of us struggle in different ways uh, to really be open to God's word, to really be prepared to let go of our little kind of safety net we've built for ourselves and allow God to truly transform us. Most of us are afraid of that. That's why it's important for us to... Uh, Notice this image of the sower that we're given in the gospel today. This, this is an image of God, of course. And do you notice how liberally the sower is sowing the seed? It's like literally it's flying everywhere, this seed. It's not very kind of precise. The seed's falling on the, on the pathway and on the uh, thorns and on the rocks. Of course, some on the soil. This is an image of God's generosity a God who, who, who will just keep sowing, will keep um, giving his word to us. We see it in the psalm as well, this image of, of, of God's generosity. Uh, you care for the earth, you give it water, you fill it with riches. Your, heaven, your river in heaven brims over, you provide for the earth, you drench its furrows, you bless its growth. Abundance flows in your steps in the pastures of the wilderness it flows. All the readings today are trying to reassure us that we have a God who is not only powerful, but he's trustworthy. A God who is super abundant. A God who will always give us everything that we need to be healed and to be transformed and to grow and to flourish and to become bread for others. That we're able to let go of our little small worlds, our ways of coping. We're allowed to, uh, we're able to truly open our hearts to the Word of God, uh, breaking us open and transforming us because we can always rely that God will give us what we need. What we need to do is to grow our appetite for God's Word. We, we, we've got to learn to really desire it, to really want it. You know, Mary, in her song of praise, she says that God fills the starving with good things. Those who are hungry. Now, in this time of the coronavirus, uh, it's been beautiful to hear many of you share about how hungry you are for the Eucharist. And that is good and that is important. Of course, we had a series on that uh, just in the past month. What I want to remind us of today, though, is that in, in, in our Mass, there are, there are two tables that we feed from. Yes, there is the table of the altar, the Eucharist, but there is also the table of God's Word. And I think it's fair to say for many Catholics, we undervalue 
the power of God's word in our life, we deprive ourselves of some of this food. So whilst it is difficult for us not to have the Eucharist at this time, I want to encourage us all to see this as an opportunity to grow in our love for the Word of God. Allow the, the Word of God to fill your starving heart, to, to console you, to uh, reassure you, to change you, to help you discover your, your true identity, your true security. And ultimately, allow the Word of God to, to bear great fruit in your life. You know, the best way that we can grow in our hunger to, to really want the Word of God is simply to read it, <laughs> to read the Word. And so in the bulletin today, for those who haven't downloaded it, I encourage you to download it, uh, we've given you a reading for every day uh, this week, Monday to Friday. It's one of the readings from the Masses. I want to encourage you, take five minutes at least, read that reading of the day, reflect on it, allow the reading to speak to you. For those who aren't in the practice of reading Scripture regularly, I want to encourage you to try it this week. Uh, it's a money-back guarantee. <laughs> if you read it, if you're, if you're as open as you can be to the word that you're reading, it will yield a, a crop. It will yield a harvest in your life. Some 30, some 60, some 100-fold. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.